Hey everyone, before we open today's file, please make sure to follow us on Instagram at d.s.radio where you can find all the images that go along with today's case. You can drop us an email at contact.dsradio at gmail.com. You can find all of our socials in the Linktree bio on our Instagram profile, including links to merch. If you're feeling especially generous, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dystopian simulation radio, where you can get access to our exclusive Instagram page and make suggestions for upcoming episode topics that you would like us to cover. Speaking of Patreon, thanks to our Patreons, Riff Cult, Cropley Crab, Cash Broadus, Raspberry Jr., Jason R. Nelson, Creepy Paper, Jamie Suit, Michael Laughlin, Lindsay Keller, Mike Wright, Gria Weaver, Kelsey Carithers, Linz Gibbon, Drake Holvig, Only Child, Michael M, Wesley Akers, Riaz K, Emily Medeiros, Pip, Heather Wynn, Graves, Devin Sweatshirt, The Ordained Sinister Minister, and Philip Hoffman. and welcome to Dystopian Simulation Radio. I'm your host, Linz. And I'm your other host, Chris. What's going on, Chris? Oh, just, you know, another day hunting for Bigfoot. Any luck yet? No, I thought I saw him, but that was just me. <laughs> it was just a mirror was just in a the mirror. bathroom. Chris is really tall, by the way. And quite hairy. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Don't break my cover story. <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, is it like a Bigfoot and the Henderson situation where they took you in and then you started to shave parts of your face just to appear more human and you left like hair for eyebrows? And... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that all makes sense. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. All right. So right. publicly, you're so brave. Now you know my origin story. Yes. I hope I'll be named <laughs> Times Cryptid of the Year. <laughs> You'll have to throw away that self-hater license that I bought you. No way claiming this <laughs> or is that like a, a pickup line for female bigfoot you're like i'm a bigfoot hunter here's my license here's your bigfoot hunting permit <laughs> chris i have a story for you today okay but first i have a question if you were going along about your day or your evening and you saw something that you couldn't quite place you didn't quite know what you were looking at what would you do i mean it depends on the situation but i would imagine i'd probably try and get a closer look to mm-hmm. try and determine what it is. And if you got that closer look and you still didn't know what you were looking at and you were swept up in a wave of fear and you were like, I have to get out of here, what would you do after the fact? Well, I mean, I'd run away as fast as my little Bigfoot legs would carry me and then <laughs> um, I guess I would probably put something out there, social media or contact a paper and be like, "Is anyone? did anyone else witness X? Oh, you'd reach out. You'd tell the story and... 
possibly depends what it what it is really but yeah i mean if it was something that was so curious i'd want to know did anyone else see this or am i just having a delusion all right so i have a story for you today sit back get your coffee let me tell you this story takes place in dover massachusetts around 15 miles from boston Dover is a suburban community with a population of 5,000. Around 10.30pm on a spring night on April 21st, 1977, 17-year-old Bill Bartlett was driving along Farm Street in Dover with his friends Mike and Andy when he noticed something moving in his headlights. Not too far ahead of him, he saw a shape shift on a stone wall and when he approached, a creature turned to look at him, grabbing onto one of the rocks with its long fingers. It stood around four foot tall with long limbs and fingers. It had a melon-shaped head with glowing eyes, orange-toned skin, and no visible ears. He said it was more human than animal and that it, quote, reminded him of one of those kids with distended bellies. Bill stared in disbelief at the creature and was unable to identify what exactly he was looking at. After absorbing what he had seen, he floored it and drove away as fast as he could. He said he was driving at around 30 to 40 miles per hour at the time, and of the three of them, he was the only one to see it. He had also smoked some weed before the sighting. Totally unrelated. Side note. Side note. Bill was not the only local teenager in the area to spot the creature that night. A couple of hours later, at around 12.30... 15-year-old John Baxter was walking home from his girlfriend's house when a shape scuttling across an embankment in a wooded area of Miller High Road caught his eye. John was drawn in by the creature's glowing eyes and crept after it, getting within 10 to 15 feet of the thing. After gawking at it for some moments, fear suddenly washed over him and he abruptly turned and walked hastily in the opposite direction. The following night... 16-year-old Abby Braham was driving down Springdale Avenue with her boyfriend when she, too, spotted the creature. She described it as tanned with a, quote, big face and weird body, adding that she was unable to identify ears or a tail or mouth. She said, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was creepy. Abby described the creature in exactly the same way as the two boys, save for one detail. Instead of seeing glowing orange eyes, Abby described the creature as having glowing green eyes. The three teenagers all attended the nearby Dover-Sherborne Regional High School, and although they all knew of each other, they didn't know each other very well and they weren't friends. The creature was sighted three times within 25 hours, and after that, it was never seen again. That's odd that all of the sightings came from the high school, even if these are not connected together. That's there's something lingering yeah. about that there i mean i mean i suppose they're all teenagers and it was a small down. area <laughs> and it was a small area so they probably all went to the same high school mm. there probably wasn't another school nearby oh that that's not the the suspicious bit that they're all from the mm-hmm. same high school because of the the circumstances it's just that all of the people reporting it are from are, are from exactly the same age bracket yeah attend the same place if it was like a teenager saw it and an old lady saw it and, you know, the mayor's wife saw it or something like that. You, you'd get a bit more of a, a, a spreading out of Like a de- different accounts. demographic, yeah, um, a victim, of I don't, a witness. I, I don't know what on earth could mean that only teenagers saw it unless, as you say, it was seen late at night and maybe only the teenagers were out at that time of night. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
Bill did say that a year or so later, he was sitting in his car with his girlfriend when he heard something drop onto the roof of the vehicle and saw a small figure scramble away. He always wondered if it was what they all began to refer to as the Dover Demon. However, this has not been confirmed as a sighting. So yeah, this creature came to be known as the Dover Demon. So it's it's relatively small with a melon-shaped head. Four foot tall. Four foot tall with a melon-shaped... Sorry, it's bigger than you. Um, <laughs> with a melon-shaped head. And it's, um, what, it's got no discernible features to it. It's maybe got... It's got glowing orange eyes slash all, green. All green eyes. Yeah. So maybe they're reflective of... Yeah. So no visible mouth, no visible nose, no visible ears or tail, long spindly fingers, long limbs, and a weird little body. So its head is much bigger. Was it... Well, all of these sightings were from cars, were they? No. Or cars? Two were from cars and one was on foot. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if the green or or orange could be a reflection of the the car lights, you know, like like cat's eyes. Yeah, that's right. I never thought about that. One of them was on foot. But if one of them was on foot, that would imply that it... Okay, that they are glowing in some respect, unless that person had a torch or something. But then presumably they would have got a better look at whatever the Dover Demon was. This sounds like a very unusual creature. Um, it sounds like it sounds quite um, it sounds quite primate-like. Do you think fact- so? Well, just from what you've described, it's got big eyes. It's got no other kind of discernible features. It's got long, spindly fingers, and it, like you know, most creatures, except for primates, don't tend to have long. Don't tend to even really have noticeable digits at all yeah and it could walk on four legs but also two apparently mm. and it could climb so it's gonna have to be something of that kind of ilk isn't are it, you for... thinking like a monkey yeah but i mean i'm, I'm gonna say i've got a cursory knowledge of sort of the boston wider boston area i don't <laughs> i don't my old massachusetts i should say i don't think there's a lot of monkeys up there yeah unless one had Babes. escaped yeah, well, true, true. It could have escaped from the zoo, but I'm going to guess that uh, this small town of 5,000 people doesn't have a zoo. Well, who knows? So here's a map of the area, Chris. As you can see, Farm Street to Springdale Avenue is a five-minute drive, mm. and you can see down there on the bottom left is the local high school. You might also notice that the sightings are kind of in a straight line across the span of approximately two and a half miles. Yeah, it all seems to be in a, in a rather localised area. Yeah. So, yes. Maybe that kind of adds some credence to the story because there's a literal, not just a timeline you can follow, but a potential actual map line. Yes, exactly. From Spring, Springdale to Miller High to Farm Street. It's mm. like a straight line if you cut across the As grassy the area. Flies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's not going to be travelling by roads, presumably. Yeah. So that's really interesting for mm. a case like this. So apparently the area, specifically Farm Street, has a lot of lore and legends surrounding it and stories that go way back, including a tale of Satan himself riding down that very road on horseback. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) Apparently in the 70s, students who attended Dover Sherburn High School had seen strange creatures in the forest at night, but none could ever really say one way or another whether they had mistaken an animal for something else or if they'd really seen something strange. Hmm. I mean, it's not unusual. To be loved by, by anyone. anyone. <laughs> 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 We're so stupid. Uh, it's not unusual for there to be rumours surrounding high schools and there to be, you know, these kind of, in these immature communities, rumours spread like wildfire and it just kind of, you know, I think everyone, it seems like anyway to us British people over here um, sipping our tea and crumpets. 
I drink my crumpets. I don't know about you. <laughs> you, you often um, sip your crumpets, Chris. <laughs> Uh, you know, high school over here is a very different experience to what we're at least shown on American television. But it seems that there's a lot more freedom. And, you know, you know, kids can drive and they can do yeah. all sorts of things. And there's a lot more kind of opportunities, if you will, for kids to be out late at night in the woods. And you would probably generally find here, at least in my experience. So it seems that these things can maybe occur in terms of rumor a bit more frequently. I don't know if I'm, if I'm barking at the wrong tree there, but in my high school... I don't remember there being any rumours about, you know, demons or, or things. I mean, I tried to start them, but it didn't. <laughs> didn't, didn't we, had, we had one. Really? Mm-hmm. So the story was that we had, I went to this like Catholic primary school or what is it? Like elementary school. I don't know yeah, what you call yeah, it. Same thing. So in the girls' toilets, there was apparently a ghost and it was the ghost or a demon of a girl who had choked on a fish bone in the cafeteria and ran to the girls' bathroom looked in the mirror trying to cough up this bone and just died. And the bathrooms were really cold, really creepy. Mm. What did, what did she exist in the last one? Because there's a famous like, story sure about, about ghosts being in the... A ghost of a girl being in the last stall and you but know, yeah. to knock on it a certain... Or she, she calls out a question, something like that. Yeah, it was one of the stalls that was further away, obviously, yeah. because you've got further to run when she comes out and it's more scary. But yeah, we had we definitely had... Um, Little stories like that. Oh, okay. Well, I don't remember any from my school. But Lindsay and I went to schools that were very close by to each other, but we did not go to the same school. Very different experiences. Yeah. My Catholic school versus your, I assume, nice school. <laughs> they call it nice, but it wasn't Catholic. So, Chris, we have a zoom in here of Farm Road, as it is now, complete with a rock wall to help you imagine the scene. Okay, so, yeah, I can see this here. So it's uh, kind of, well, it's a rock wall. I don't really know. It's, <laughs> it's a, a pile of rocks. It's a road and it's bordered by trees, like wooded areas on yeah. both sides. There's a house poking out on the left and a rock wall running along it. Yeah. So when, I suppose to help to illustrate the point, but when we're talking about roads here, this is certainly a road, but it's a rural road. Yes. There is, there is a house, but it's hardly like... No streetlights? So, no, uh, no, there isn't any streetlights. You're right. Mm-hmm. So it would be quite difficult to see what something was at night unless that house happened to have some kind of floodlights. Yeah. So Chris, would you like to see a picture of the Dover Demon? Oh, yes. Here you go. This is a sketch that Bill drew of the creature and he wrote on it, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. Wow. Okay. I mean, my first thought here is alien. Yeah, that's mostly what everybody who looks at this thinks when they first see it. Yeah, it looks kind of like a grey, although it does have a much bigger head. Like, it's a different shape. It's not the classic sort of... uh, Heart-shaped kind of. Yeah, heart-shaped thing. It's like a a peanut shape. Yeah, that's a good description. It's like a large peanut. A large peanut on a body with sausage fingers. Yeah, um, it's kind of froggish. It's fro- yeah. It's although I said originally I was thinking kind of ape, monkey like. Yeah. It's actually more reptilian or, or um, frog amphibious. Amphibious. Yeah. In its nature, uh, of course, could be a reptilian, of course, because they are out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it seems to have four fingers on each of its appendages, and it's very reminiscent of a frog but its hands are not webbed yeah and its arms and legs are very long and thin and spindly, spindly yeah. and the body is smaller than the head it is it's, it's got a very disproportionately large head compared to its body so it would be quite difficult for it to balance unless it was walking on four legs i would imagine and that neck that it has 
looks quite thin, but it would need to be very strong to hold up that big melon. <laughs> so here is a coloured painting that Bill later did after the sketch. Side note, he's actually a fine arts painter professionally. Well, isn't that convenient for the story? <laughs> well, he wasn't at the time. He oh. was just a student. But oh. This is a coloured sketch of what it looked like to him. Yeah, so this, this is a kind of watercolour painting of it. It's It's pretty much... The same thing, except here you can see that the eyes that it has are glowing bright orange. The other colours that are added to it, it's got a sort of white and brown shades to its body. Uh, apart from that, it, it does also clearly illustrate the fact that it's at night because the background is intensely black. Yes. I think there's a tree in this picture too. We also have a sketch of... We also have a sketch done by John Baxter. And this is what he saw when he saw the small shadowy figure scuttle up an embankment and go near a tree and he watched it from around 10 to 15 feet away and this is what he draw so it's uh similar it is it's very similar um supposedly seen by john baxter on the morning of friday april the 22nd at uh, half past 12 midnight yes um and that we've got a silhouette here so we can't actually see any of the features at all but the shape of the head aligns almost perfectly with the uh, the one that was drawn uh, previously and just the same with the the feet from what i can see it seems like there's seems like there's three fingers on each appendage here but it also looks like part of them may be obscured by the tree so i'll give that a three pass but in terms of the ratio of the size of the head to the size of the body yeah it's pretty much spot on i mean it, it points out that the eyes were glowing faintly and that everything was cast in a silhouette that the hands were gripping the the tree and that the feet were also moulded to the rock. And I assume by that it means in the same way that like a frog's feet kind of mould around something and it sits on it, as, yeah. opposed, to, as opposed to a human's foot, foot that would rest upon it. It kind of su- suction cups onto it. Yeah. So some people believe that what the teenagers saw that night was actually a managishi. And I think I'm saying that right. Do you have any clue what a managishi is, Chris? A managishi? Gishi. Um, no, I'm good. No, I, I don't. I'm... Is it going out on a limb here? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. Is it a Native American thing? Yes. Oh, I'm good. You see, what I thought was, I remember playing um, playing the video game. I remember playing the video game Until Dawn. And spoiler for anybody who hasn't played that game, so skip forward 15 seconds. The uh, the beast in that is a Wendigo. And I'd never heard of that before the game, um, whereas the Americans in the room that I'd played with, uh, they all knew what one was, and it's a Native American cryptid and so this what was it Man- managishi managishi is also a, a a native american cryptid yeah in cree mythology a managishi is a humanoid race of quote little people described as being small-bodied with long thin arms and a large head and eyes without hair nose or ears they are said to live around rocks and rapids and they like to mess with humans and play pranks on them that sometimes end in death how nice It's just a prank, bro. (laughs) They like to flip canoes, apparently, and murder people in the process. Cree are a people indigenous to Canada, but apparently, over time, they did move to a few places in the US. I mean, I suppose back back when they would have been moving, the US and Canada wouldn't have been a thing. Exactly. No borders, no nations, no flags, no patriot. This is an artist's interpretation of the Managishi. So this appears to be the Managishi as played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, with it giving the people's eyebrow to us all. So this is uh, 
this is more or less as described, although it does seem like the body is more skeletal. It's very thin, and the fingers look to be less spindly than the drawings. I don't know if that's just me, but they don't seem to stretch out as much and sort of wrap around things. Less exaggerated. Less exaggerated. In this, but it's just an interpretation, so... Exactly. Uh, and it's much the same, to be honest, as what we Quite saw similar. in the, uh, the the sketches done by the witnesses. It's in the darkness, it's surrounded by trees, and it's just sort of peering out with glowing eyes. So Chris, if we zoom in on the map to the area where the sightings happened, this is what we see. So this is Springdale Avenue. Mm. Looking at this map, I can see Springdale Avenue is, well, it looks gorgeous, actually. It's surrounded by a brook, which is called Trout Brook. Um, so there's a, a big sort of waterway running through it, and that leads into Channing Park. And in there, there is a large lake, I suppose you'd call it. It's too big to be a pond, so I'm going to call it a lake. Exactly right. Now look at the zoom in on Farm Street and tell me what you see in that picture too. Ah, another lake. Yep, another body of water. So just like they, the way they describe the Manayishi, it likes to hang around bodies of water. So there's two large bodies of water at the start and end point of these sightings, which happened over the 25-hour period. So it could potentially be migrating from one site to another. Well, it could be, couldn't it, Chris? So about the eyes. It's not unusual for animals to have nightshine eyes. Possums have eyes that glow green in the dark, and animals like raccoons, for example, have red glowing eyes when a light source hits them in the night. Animals with large, round, glowing eyes tend to be exotic and not really native to a place like Dover, but that's not to say that some kind of exotic species couldn't have been acquired and released. But if you take into consideration the other features of the Dover demon, I can't imagine any kind of creature that has the same or even similar attributes. No, I mean, again, I do have a very cursory knowledge of the flora and fauna of of just Massachusetts wildlife, I'm not really sure. I mean, I've, you know, I've been to more of the south of, of America, not the north yet, although I will be going to hunt for Bigfoot. <laughs> so, no, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head because, you know, you're saying, thinking, I was thinking about, like, lemurs and eye eyes and things like that that have big, round eyes, but they're all native to different continents. Yeah. Not to the... And they're very small. Yes. They're not four foot. No, not usually. No. <laughs> So a slow loris has been suggested before, but they're definitely nowhere near four foot tall. So that rules those kind of creatures out. Are slow lorises in the United States? No, but if you think about, people can acquire these things as pets. Of course. And then they either get out or they let them loose because they, you know, it's quite a special type of care for these kinds of animals. They have to have mm -hmm. a special diet and, you know, they, they may look cute, but they're wild and messy and probably not so fun after a few months no probably not um it's quite a stretch though to think that this was responsible like a slow loris <laughs> it's a, i mean yeah it's eyes glow but you know it's this was I, four foot's pretty big mm. it's like a small person yeah well, it's not it is a small person <laughs> yeah it is it's not it's not that small at all i mean four foot is quite considerable for the for an animal you know Mm. So one other example uh, that people kind of speculate what it could be is, like you said earlier, Chris, like a monkey, a primate or something like that. So, well, the leading theory at the time was that the three teenagers had seen a baby moose. A baby moose. <laughs> Admittedly, they do look kind of weird, but I'm not sure I would describe a baby moose with a melon head and demonic orange glowing eyes and spindly fingers. 
No. I mean, before you send me this, uh, <laughs> these pictures, I'm vaguely familiar with moose. And I don't think... I, I do believe they have hooves, not spindly yeah. fingers. And yeah. I don't believe that they can rear up for elongated periods of time on the hind legs and walk around. Or yeah. if they kind of want to see it. And they don't have big melon heads. I mean, they do have very strange shaped heads, yeah. but they have definitely have big ears that stick out. You know, like the the fact is that it actually wasn't the right season, and there wasn't any moose in the area in the seventies. So just for fun, Chris, here's a picture of a baby moose for reference. Oh, very cute. <laughs> I mean, they, they are big, big balls of weirdness. Um, <laughs> they do. They are unusual. Um, they do have very spindly legs. Their body is still, though, larger than the head. Yeah. The head is not melon-shaped. In the lighting of these pictures, they're not glowing, but I, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that they could glow yeah. if a light was shone directly into them. Um, but one thing that I've pointed out, they've, they've got hooves. Yeah. And, you know, this creature was explicitly climbing across a stone wall. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure... I mean, a baby moose can be quite big. So I don't like, if you imagine you're driving along, <laughs> you're a teenager who's just smoked some weed. <laughs> it's really dark. And you see like a baby moose kind of clambering over a wall, which may be big enough to kind of attempt to climb over it. Would you look at it and go, oh my God, look at that strange little man. <laughs> like, is that something that If I smoked that, that much dope, maybe. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, the, the, the fact that they're in a car and they're going presumably quite quickly past 30 to 40 miles per hour i mean uh, you know it's impossible to be aware of everything that's going on in your vision when you're driving a car you need to be as much as possible but like there could be if you're concentrating on the road there could be a man in a gorilla costume on the street and you wouldn't necessarily notice it or you'd catch it up a corner of your eye that doesn't mean that his bigfoot you've seen it means that it was a dude in a gorilla costume so yeah. like you know i can I can understand your point that you mean there, but I suppose the most interesting one is the person who saw it on foot because they were traveling at nowhere near the speed of a car. Yeah, and they did get within 10 to 15 feet, John Baxter, to actually look at it for a little while mm. and before getting freaked out and running. And he's the one who provided the, the sketch. It was all in silhouette Yeah. as well. So it's quite quite interesting, all of this, isn't it? This, uh, this Dover demon mm-hmm. stuff. So what was there any resolution to all this? So it's not a... It's def- not a moose, although that's the leading theory as to what it could have been. Where does it go from here, or is it just open-ended? Well, the Dover demon was never seen again by anybody. So we do have a snippet here from a newspaper decades later, if you would like to read it for us, Chris. He said he hasn't talked much to his two children, eight and five years old, about the creature. I don't want to scare them, and the professional artist has never drawn another picture of the thing he saw. I don't have enough memory of it, he said. I haven't wanted to. I'm a serious fine arts painter. I don't want some people to think I'm some freak. I don't usually tell anybody. I shouldn't be embarrassed, but you see these people on TV and they're they're made to look like idiots, he said. I really do wish that I had made it up. I might have profited from it. It's a great story. I wish it was seen again so everyone would know it was true. So this is what Bill said much later about his experience. And he also said that every Halloween, he would receive prank phone calls from people teasing him about the Dover Demon. (laughs) 
I did read somewhere that although many people backed up the teenagers as being level-headed good kids who wouldn't make up a story like this, there was allegedly a teacher at their school who believed otherwise. This teacher, who remains anonymous, said that they believed Bill Bartlett would totally do something like make up a demon story and waste police time, and they said that Bill was a troublemaker. Since this teacher was the only person with such a negative opinion, the statement was apparently looked into, and it was revealed that this teacher had just had beef with Bill, and the statement was for the most part scapped. What a snake. <laughs> Imagine being such a vengeful dick of a teacher. Like, yeah. You're just like, no, 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 fuck that kid. You didn't see it. He's the worst. He's such a liar. Like, I don't know what the beef was, but if you can have some kind of argument with a student to the point where you'll say something as petty as that. Yeah. I mean, who cares if it's real or not? But yeah, the leading theory was moose, baby moose. But nobody knows what it is and nobody ever saw this thing again. Oh, I mean, that's, it's weird that it was seen on one well, just 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 one twenty-five hour period. Exactly, traveling just, in a straight line across two and a half miles to I, disappear forever. And it's never been seen again because you you would think if this thing lived in the area and it regularly traveled from point A to point B for whatever reason, there'd be other people who'd see it. Even with a population of five thousand people, there's more chance than in a population of four or three or nobody. For no one to ever see this thing again, it's either gotten smart to the fact that climbing along walls was going to get it seen, or it doesn't exist. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm inclined to believe these guys, I think. Really? You believe in the Dover Demon, Chris? I think so. I, I think it's... I, it may not necessarily... I think what I'm saying is I believe that they all saw something. Whether it's oh, the yeah. Dover Demon or whether it's something else is a different story. But I, I think all of these people saw something. The thing that I'd be interested in is if these three kids knew about the other reports prior to putting their report in. Now, two were seen on the same night. So it's fair to say at the time that they didn't know because text messaging and, you know, quick messaging wasn't a thing. I mean, you could talk about it at school, but... You could, but not if it happened at the same night. So it would have to be the third person the next day who heard about it at school. So the first two, like... Or you could just choose when to tell your story. Well, yeah, that's a different point that's it's yeah. being predetermined and supposedly these kids had no connection to one another supposedly supposedly <laughs> but you know my mind always goes to like have you ever seen that picture of a bear and it, it has like a skin condition and it has no fur yeah and it just looks like the strangest creature and so it's a shaved moose <laughs> maybe not maybe not a shaved moose but like I always think of like an animal with some kind of condition that isn't in a good way, you know, mm. like it's maybe malnourished and has like a issue with fur or skin. You know, you can, as we learned in the previous episode, you can go swimming in Disneyland and swallow an amoeba and get a brain parasite and die. So why not be a bear or some kind of creature and get like a f- skin condition and become mal- malnourished and climb around scaring children at night before falling in a lake and dying? I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> even domesticated creatures can look strange at night and yeah. I think that's the thing when you see something at night I remember explicitly walking home one night from a friend's house to my own on New Year's Eve well it was New Year's Day by that point so it was late at uh, or early in the morning and I remember cutting down this back lane and this thing coming towards me it was just a big gelatinous ball of weirdness that was coming towards me and there was this figure behind it 
a, a humanoid figure. What and I was f- like, what the fuck is this? And I was totally sober as well at that point. So I was just like, what the fuck? So I remember saying to the person who I was walking back um, along the same way with, like, what is that? And they were like, what the fuck is that? It was getting closer and closer. And we were in this, like, alleyway. And there was, like, no escape. And we're like, well, we're just going to have to <laughs> confront this gelatinous demon. And then when it got closer, it was just an old man walking a very hairy dog. <laughs> But it was, you know, one of those dogs that's just like, like a shaggy dog. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's just like, as it moves, like its entire body moves with it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, from a distance in the dark, that looked like some kind of gelatinous ball demon being led by some sort of sorcerer. But it wasn't. It was just an old man and a dog. That A similar thing happened to me in Indonesia when me and my friend were on a motorcycle and it was really late at night and there was it was quite dark where we were. We were just driving to a friend's house. And this thing black shape was dragging itself across the street but kind of quickly like it was moving fast for something that looked like it was dragging itself and we rounded the corner and it was it was just some kind of dog faking having like a leg issue (laughs) it just got up on all fours and walked off afterwards and i was like what the hell was that i mean even in the broad daylight it can be easy to mistake something yeah as well Maybe not for a, a Dover demon, but I mean, I remember once going for a run uh, when I lived in Japan and I was running along the road and I went, I went oh, why is there a belt in the road? And then suddenly Snake. it, suddenly it re- <laughs> reared up and we, we both we both parties shit ourselves. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he was more scared of me than I was of it. But we were just, you know, you can, when you're moving first, when you're concentrating on doing something else, in my case, it was running. In this case, a lot of it was driving. Yeah. Uh, and you may be impaired for other reasons, like smoking dope, as these kids were. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it, you can easily mistake something for something else. But I think the fact that there was three reports in a night, there's something that would make me want to go out there and investigate this case if it was current. Yeah, like, I really like this story. I just think it's so fun. And looking at the map is quite fun, too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I love it when you can put the actual physical locations together yeah. and you can form an actual you know, timeline and literal map line for it. Yeah. You know, you can find out, okay, so this makes sense. There's a body of water here and there's the school and there's uh, the road and it just makes it all seem a bit more tangible. Yeah. I found the locations from like several old newspaper archives. Mm. And when I put them on the map like that and I saw it was a straight line, I was like, that is so interesting. Mm. So nobody's seen the Dover Demon since. No. See, that's interesting in itself because like, like Mothman and things like that. There's, you know, people, you know, since the Mothman sightings, the, 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 when the cluster of them, loads of people have claimed to seen the Mothman again, but nobody en masse as it was the, during the, the original reports. So you would have thought that some high school kid would have heard this story about the Dover Demon and have at least claimed to have seen it and gone, oh yeah, I saw the Dover Demon. And you can just see this story rolling on and taking its own sort of, you know, kind of folklorish life with it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just interesting that that hasn't. So maybe you just didn't. Yeah, nobody else is like, you'd think someone would jump on the mm-hmm. the train and be like, I saw it too for some attention, but no, nobody else. No. In fact, Bill got mocked. <laughs> he <laughs> continued to get mocked every Halloween since. So Poor guy. Yeah, that's the story of the Dover Demon. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'd never heard of this before. Maybe. Never? I've never heard of the Dover Demon. Do you want to know how I found, how I found this case? How? 
I was at this like local bookshop that sells like secondhand or oh, antique books. I know one. And I found this mystery book. I actually bought it. And I opened it randomly, and that was the first picture that I saw. And I was like, what is that? I thought it was an alien, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And then I read it briefly, and I was like, all right, time to go into the archive, the newspaper archives for this one. So, yeah, it's a good story. What a file you've uncovered for us today. I know I'm going to be doing some research after this, and anybody out there who knows anything about the Dover Demon, maybe you're in the wider Massachusetts area, and you you know that. um, Oh, by the way, while we're talking about Massachusetts, um, if you want to see an extremely funny clip, type in Massachusetts Japan Comedy and watch um, a comedian called Jimmy Onishi trying to pronounce Massachusetts. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, but if anybody lives in that area, you've heard of this before, or you know anything else that we haven't uncovered in our investigation, please drop us a DM on Instagram at d.s.radio. Or if you want to give some more long-form stuff, you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dystopian simulation radio. And you can send us as long a message as you want on there and tell us all about your experience with the Dover Demon. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. Until next time, keep watching Rock Formations. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.